God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And, uh, you know, there's still a lot of information going on. You know, Katie Hobbs was asked to step down in Arizona related to the election, uh, the um, election audit, the audit. So basically, she is being ousted by the Republicans. That's not looking too great either uh, in Arizona. And you got to wonder what is going on in Arizona. Now, in Arizona also, you know, we're waiting on the AZ audit. I still think, like I said yesterday, that we have, there's a lot of things that we can be putting out there I think that the one is the count. They already have the number. What's the disparity? The other is the machines, the Dominion machines. They won't grant access to the administrative section of those machines. But what's even more troubling is Wendy Rogers wants all fraud machines banned after Maricopa County announces that they are going to replace all of the machines that were accessed in the audit and they're going to put out new ones. So Winnie Rogers wants all fraud machines banned and she's just one voice. You need more voices. If you'd like to call in today, uh, we are going to turn on our call-in system. Don't know how it's going to work out, but uh, you know we'll do our best. Um, the number is 215-TOP-TALK. That's 215-867-8255. That's 215-867-8255. That's, yeah, 215-867-8255. If you'd like to call on and be heard. 
So it was announced yesterday Arizona is going to be getting some new voting tabulation machines after the ones used in the November election were accessed in the audit. Arizona GOP State Senator Wendy Rogers shared the news, but suggested that instead of replacing the machines with new machines from the same vendor, she called for them to ban all fraud machines. That makes sense, right? So Jim Fifield, breaking, Maricopa County announces it will not use any of the voting machines. Why are they so worried about not using, you know, these machines may have been tainted. They, they may have messed with our algorithm. We don't want to be duped. It sounds like to me these machines aren't just counting. They don't just count ones and zeros. They're doing all kinds of different things like fractions. And they have access to the internet. And they have folders with data, data sets that could be easily swapped in and out. It doesn't make any sense. You know, and why does the trend always have to go one way? That the people that are in charge of our elections are these libtards that basically want to dictate and control the machines. The people own the machines. The people that pay their taxes own the machines. And those are voters. And the voters have a say. I don't understand where this whole thing about the top brass of Dominion voting gets to set decide the outcome of the presidency. Doesn't make any sense. And the down tickets. You know, my, my guess is, you know, this uh, Arizona audit, just in Maricopa Copa County alone, could actually in, uh, affect the... Um, Senate race over there. So Arizona's Democrat Democratic Secretary of State Katie Hobbs has previously had previously written a letter to the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors suggesting that the old machine should no longer be used. The lack of physical security and transparency means we cannot be certain who accessed the voting equipment and who might have been uh, done to them, what might have been done to them. So Hobbs threatened as well that if the county had decided to use the machines in future elections anyway, she would consider decertifying them. Doesn't make any sense. Democrats like Hobbs and the mainstream media have been attempting to establish a narrative that the company that was hired to help with the audit, Cyber Ninjas, is untrustworthy. Cyber Ninjas were mentioned in the press release regarding the machines as well, and it is clear that this is part of an attempt to downplay whatever results are released as well. Now, I don't like this waiting game because no matter how much integrity you might have walking into Washington, D.C., I've seen it, it seems like, goes out the window at the first dangle of cash. Foreigners, foreign investors, uh, foreign spies said on record that 
The American politician is one of the best bargains in town. They're cheap. They sell out for next to nothing. We got to get more expensive congressmen in there. At least, at the very least. No, we need to have integrity, right? Where people can't be bought. But who's to say that if Cyber Ninjas is making a million or six million or whatever it is that they're making, you know, in terms of money coming in and how much money they're getting, what worries me is that somebody's going to come come along with another $20 million. You know, $20 million is so easy to get these days when you're when there's fraud involved because see we've been saying that the Arizona audit is the most important announcement that's ever going to be made and and people in the know will continually and continuously say that we have to keep our eye on the ball we can't be worried about UFOs or all these different nonsensical um News distractions. Keep your eye focused on the ball. The ball and the focus is AZ audit. But as the focus starts to to move around and not be on AZ audit, and the scrutiny, you know, the people that are in charge of the scrutiny and the security are the people that are getting paid. And if some other big fish, some fraudulent huckster, huckster or hustler, some Democratic operative comes up and says, you know what, we cannot afford to have AZ audit. Once that's a can of worms, that's Pandora's box. That's a slippery slope. Once that goes south for us, it's game over for the Democrat Party. And all it is is one county in one state, Maricopa County in Arizona, and that's all it would take to open up the floodgates for Georgia and Pennsylvania and maybe Michigan, although they seem to have a bunch of rhinos out there, and Wisconsin. How about Virginia? You know, you have Kerry McAuliffe, uh, former Governor McAuliffe, who was a, basically a handler for the Clintons, is now running again to be governor of Virginia. It's almost as if to say they ran out of people in the inner circle of the Democrat fraud and that they need to go back to the well and get these fraudsters, dust them off and put them back in action. Because I think, it seems to me, like that's got to be a small community. It's the only way these secrets can actually remain secrets is if you have a small nucleus of operatives that know the truth about what's going on. Like Nancy Pelosi is being accused now, and and I think it's going to come out, she knows a lot more about the January 6th so-called insurrection, infiltration, setup of Donald Trump. What an evil, disgusting pig of a woman Nancy Pelosi is. She is absolutely disgusting. You could see it. When she talks about wrap-up smears and talks about all these different things, she's such a disgusting human being. And her daughter defends her all left and right. And will say, my mother will cut off your head and you won't even know you're bleeding. Pride right there, right? That's a daughter for you. 
Hunter Biden and her and and Pelosi's daughter ought to get ought to get together. Make a video. They're disgusting people, folks. These people at the top of the heap. And when you contrast what Biden brings to the table with what Trump brought to the table, there's no comparison. And you look at the media ratings and every single thing, every single bit of evidence, whether it be the Democrats not wanting transparency or the Democrats constantly lying to you, selling you one thing and and delivering another. That they say that there's lower crime, but yet you see all this crime in the streets. They say that the borders are secure, but you, you see all these people flooding America. I just read a report preparing for this show. It said 250,000 people are on the loose, criminals, as a result of the open borders. And that more than 85% of the people coming across the border aren't aren't being checked for COVID. So everything they say about the masks and the the draconian lockdowns and the asymptomatic spread and all this, that, and the other doesn't seem to fly when it's a Black Lives Matter beat-down riot because they're a bunch of Marxist scumbags that are ignorant. The Black Lives Matter group I'm talking about. Or the open borders and the people carrying all these so-called diseases or coming with their criminal records and wreaking havoc over the American population. So much for keeping us safe. That would be number one. Number two, well, safe in terms of crime. And so much for keeping us safe regarding the virus. See, the same Democrats that want to support the humanity of $15 minimum wage as a living wage, just ask Ocasio-Cortez, also supports slave labor camps in China. Also supports the benefits of open borders and importing slave labor markets right into our country to help out agriculture and corporate and big tech and maid services and kitchen services for restaurants. And so many in janitorial services all across America. <clears throat> the point is, is the Democrats are constantly <clears throat> speaking out of both sides of their mouth. And the rhinos, the Republicans in name only, do the same thing. They are complicit. Why? Because they're sellouts for money. It's how a politician walks into Washington, happy to serve gets their $170,000 paycheck. <clears throat> and next thing you know, they walk out a millionaire. Like overnight. Ilhan Omar hadn't been in office for not even a year into her first term. And she, we find out that she's giving her lover, who was married at the time, $1.7 million in consulting fees. Ocasio-Cortez was guilty of the same things. She walks into Washington complaining about how high the rent is and that she could barely afford to get an apartment here. And then come to find out now she's wearing $3,000 a day pantsuits. And she was paying her staff uh, consultants millions. 
And she's a millionaire. She drives around in a Tesla now. How in the world does this happen so quickly overnight? It's got to be the best gig in town. No wonder they high five and and cheer like the, like they just won the lottery when they win. It's not the way it was supposed to be. And it's the Democrats that are doing this. No way did Joe Biden get $81 million with a son like Hunter. No way did he get $81 million when he couldn't, he didn't even hold a rally with any measurable amount of people. And those stupid circles and the trucks honking their horns. What a bunch of idiots. And I have friends that are Democrats and I can't even understand how they can't even wake up and smell the roses. I remember... I have friends that I've talked with for years, gone to baseball games, drank beers with. <clears throat> and they all were professionals. They were all were well-educated, very successful. And you just got to wonder, what are you thinking? How in the world can you endorse a candidate that can't even speak in complete sentences? And how could you identify and associate with those morons that are sitting there with a mask on their face, honking their horns and their 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 test their um Prius, or supporting critical race theory, like some Democrat Marxist socialist teachers are. I was just watching some of these videos going through their schools, and they have Black Lives Matter and rainbow flags all across their room. Yet a child's not allowed to wear a MAGA hat to school. The double standard is atrocious. And the double speak is even worse because that's the part where there's the pay to play. Just say what you know that people want to hear. How in the world can you live that way? How in the world can you actually live where what you're selling is the opposite of what you're actually doing. See, that was the one beautiful thing about Donald Trump. And that's why it was so easy for him to deliver on every one of his promises. And it made Nancy Pelosi so angry that she would come out of the woodwork and say he will not get reelected, almost like as if she knew something. And then we see all these states in the election night where Donald Trump is having a great night. And then all these votes come in at the same time with the same calculations. They measure up almost perfectly like it's a machine that did it. And yet still we're left with all of these dead ends. Could they be that great that we can't catch them red-handed? I don't think so. I definitely think there was a lot of coordination going on. So Jen Fifield with the Arizona Republic reported that Maricopa County announces it will not use any of the voting equipment that has been in the hands of cyber ninjas again. So obviously they think that the machine could be manipulated. But what I worry about is whether or not someone's going to come with $50 million and say, Cyber Ninjas, here's some money. Do the right thing on our behalf or do the wrong thing. 
and that would be the right thing for you to get rich. That, that's one thing that concerns me because everybody has a price. Now, there's going to be some of you that sit home and say, I don't, I never have a price. But in reality, you know, you don't know when that day comes, someone dangles millions of dollars in front of you, what you're, what you're going to do. I would like to think that I have enough integrity I would never sell out for anybody for any amount of money. That's me. And I'm sure everybody wants to, to think that way. And that's true. But everybody, we've seen it time and time again. People with the best intentions turn out to get sucked in to the corruption. And we need this. We need Arizona. But so much as it is so important, like I've been saying about Arizona, all the marbles, all the stakes are in that audit, that forensic audit. We get one bite at this apple. We get one shot at a first impression. And we have to make this right. And already, you know, I'm seeing some of these slippery little slopes about these machines not getting full access and about, you know, the problem with anonymous, like we were talking about yesterday about the anonymous ballots, anonymous votes and anonymous signature envelopes not matching. So even if you do find fraud, there's going to be no way to litigate successfully that it was Biden's fault. I don't know how you do that. You could throw out 300,000 votes, but that's not going to necessarily change the outcome of the election because of the way it will be litigated. Whose votes were they? Nobody knows. So you got 300,000 invalid votes. The only solution and remedy to that is to decertify Arizona and do a revote. Good luck with that. That's going to be a tough one, tough road to hoe there. And I only say this because I'm trying to <clears throat> be rational about it and trying to figure out how are we going to win or how are we going to how are we going to deal with this loss? And of course, 2022 is the key. And I think that the best solution right now is that we at least come to the conclusion that the machine's not working out, that the machine is riddled with <clears throat> fraud. Anytime you have an election where you have 300,000 votes that are fraud, you know, that's way above threshold, or anytime you have um, a spike in adjudications because of all kinds of imperfections, or you have Sharpie pens, or you have... Uh, ballots that are crooked and they don't get read right and you have this adjudication without without my uh, without inspection then you got to draw into question how you do things and right now in Arizona you have a republican led congress so you got to seize the day and at some point if Katie Hobbs says she's going to ban the machines that Cyber Ninjas touched, that's a precedent right there for banning the machines that anybody touches. If she could ban the machine because it was touched by Cyber Ninjas, 
then certainly she could ban then anybody else could ban the machine if it was touched by Dominion. Or Eric Coomer, the guy that's one of the most crooked guys in Dominion. But she's already laying out the precedent. I think she's probably too dumb to to be aware of that. And so we gotta we gotta get the milk this for all it's worth. We gotta get the most out of it that we can. But one thing we have to do is we have to somehow maintain an anonymity like Jeff, the truck driver who called in yesterday, said. We gotta maintain the anonymity. But you could have anonymity and you could still have tracking. I think. Well, the signature gives away the anonymity, doesn't it? But somehow, if there's an audit, we got to somehow track the non-signature votes. So there's got to be at least a paper thing. And then, if there is some sort of a way to connect the fraudulent signature envelope with the vote... I think it's at that point that you actually can gain something by saying this vote is getting thrown out. It is associated with this ballot and this ballot voted a certain way. And I guess, it could, you know, there goes your anonymity right there, right? So I understand the point. But at some point for auditing or for emergency purposes, like maybe there's a scratch off or something. You know, I don't know. Maybe a scratch on some way to keep the anonymity in case of an emergency. And then, you know, you can go about it. I don't know the answer to that. I think it requires litigation, actually. I mean, I know the answer, but I don't know the legal ramifications of it. Somehow you'd have to litigate that. It's not like our identities haven't been given up on big tech and social media. And it's certainly not like it's not like the NSA is not spying on us. Remember when James Clapper said not wittingly and then Snowden came out and blew the roof off of that? Not wittingly. That's all you do is collect metadata from our phones. And if you wanted to find out anything, you could, except if it's Hillary Clinton, then you can't. Oh, somehow it's been hammered with a hammer. It's all been erased with bleach bit. So we can't get access to the truth there. Or Anthony Weiner's laptop with a whole bunch of little girls on there. Nope, can't get access to that. Where they did access it, but no, we're not going to arrest him for child rape because he's connected to the Hillary Clinton camp. Or how about Seth Rich? Does anyone give two two cents whether or not Seth Rich's murderers are are found? No. In part, I believe, because his family sold out. Sold out to the Democrats because they were Democrats. It just goes to show you the Democrats will stop at nothing for power. Just ask the Rich family. But when I talk about all of this 
ease wiretapping and eavesdropping. They got all the data, but will they use it? Look at January 6th, for example. They have 14,000 pieces of videotape, and yet they're still arresting 69-year-old grandmothers for walking into the Capitol. So the Gateway Pundit has this story today. It says, FBI arrests 69-year-old Los Angeles woman for entering U.S. Capitol without lawful authority. But there's a problem. The photo in her case packet of Capitol Police holding the door for her. So the Stasi FBI tracked down, staked out, and arrested a 69-year-old woman in, in Los Angeles County, and she's a Los Angeles County employee, on Monday morning for walking into the U.S. Capitol five months ago. So Lois Lynn McNichol was charged with knowingly entering or remaining in any restricted building or grounds without lawful authority and violent entry and disorderly conduct on Capitol grounds. Now, that's Chris Ray's action. Just like when they broke into Roger Stone's house. That could have gone horribly wrong. But that's what the FBI is doing. How an FBI agent, knowing that they're going to Roger Stone's house, and knowing that CNN is there reporting with the video cameras on, how they could dress up into their SWAT team suit, strap a gun to themselves, and how that FBI agent could look at themselves in the mirror and say, I'm doing my duty. I'm following my oath. I'm, at, uh, I'm holding up, uh, standing on the, uh, up for the Constitution. No way, Jose, is that happening. And I don't know how you can get dressed, put that uniform on, and do the wrong thing. It used to be that people would stand up and say, I won't do it. That goes against my constitutional beliefs. That goes against my oath as an officer, as an agent. So Lewis McNichol was neither disorderly nor violent. They have a picture of her walking in the door, but guess what? The Capitol Police is holding the door open for her, folks. So during her walk around the U.S. Capitol on January 6th with hundreds of other American patriots, and as far as having the lawful authority to enter the U.S. Capitol, the FBI slipped up and posted a photo of Lois walking through the door with a U.S. Capitol officer holding the door for her. If she was unwanted inside the Capitol, why were the police holding the doors for her and others? And it doesn't matter if this is an inside or outside the Capitol building. So this is going on over and over and over again. And this has got to stop. But I got one better. Tucker Carlson is trending right now because he's probably about to lose his, or he very well could lose his program. One of the better programs Well, one of the best programs on Fox, for sure. One of the better programs on TV, I think. But here's what he had to say about him being, he being a victim. Let's take a listen. 
actual federal policy. The war on terror, now ongoing for 20 years, has pivoted in its aims. The war on terror is now being waged against American citizens, opponents of the regime. We saw this on display on January 6th. We told you a couple of weeks ago, based on language in publicly available indictments, that the FBI clearly had foreknowledge of the riot at the Capitol that day. And the agents we spoke to this weekend confirmed that is true. Quote, the FBI had sources in that crowd, confidential sources, snitches. That's 100% certain. But it's not just political protesters the government is spying on. Yesterday, we heard from a whistleblower within the U.S. government who reached out to warn us that the NSA, the National Security Agency, is monitoring our electronic communications and is planning to leak them in an attempt to take the show off the air. Now, that's a shocking claim, and ordinarily we'd be skeptical of it. It's illegal for the NSA to spy on American citizens. It's a crime. It's not a third-world country. Things like that should not happen in America. But unfortunately, they do happen, and in this case, they did happen. The whistleblower, who is in a position to know, repeated back to us information about a story that we are working on that could have only come directly from my texts and emails. There's no other possible source for that information, period. The NSA captured that information without our knowledge and did it for political reasons. The Biden administration is spying on us. We have confirmed that. This morning we filed a FOIA request, a Freedom of Information Act request, asking for all information that the NSA and other agencies have gathered about this show. We did it mostly as a formality. We've also contacted the press office at both NSA and the FBI. We don't expect to hear much back. That's the way that usually goes. Only Congress can force transparency on the intelligence agencies, and they should do that immediately. Spying on opposition journalists is incompatible with democracy. If they are doing it to us, and again, they are definitely doing it to us, they are almost certainly doing it to others. This is scary, and we need to stop it right away. So, you know, Obama went after James Rosen and wiretapped his dad's in Staten Island, his dad's house, and they did it to the Associated Press. And the Associated Press, you know, has been lying to the American people for a long time. You know, they, they certainly, the Associated Press lied about their, their sharing an office building in Tel Aviv with Hamas. And they, there was complaints about it, and they sort of denied it. But then it was unmistakable. And then when Hamas gets bombed, they they try to sell the story as if uh, the Israelis were bombing journalists because their building was blown up. And it was cleared out. They cleared that building out before they bombed it. But they bombed the communications. And so, you know, this is a, a case where the media, the journalists, have turned their back on serving the people in light of, in lieu of, their own Kool-Aid drinking ideology because they can't control themselves. See, I mean, it used to be the case that we were Republicans and, and Democrats, but we would be able to go and, and break bread together. We would be able to have dinner together. And I think one of the things is Trump changed all that. I think Trump did, did a lot of change and made Trump derangement syndrome a real thing. 
We have a caller. We're going to go ahead and take this call in just a moment. And uh, caller, you're on the air. Well, thank you, Scott. This is Frank calling from Southern California. Oh, Frank. Yeah, Frank. Yeah, I know you. Hey, by the way, Frank, I know that you and I are friends on uh, Facebook, right? Yeah, and I heard the uh, astounding news. What gives? Yeah. All I said was, all I said was, uh, I said, uh, so when Biden was saying, you know, you, you would need nukes and F-15s in order to beat the government. So the whole thing about the militia is a moot point. And I said, so the same people that are saying you need nukes and F-15s to overthrow the government, to take away your guns, uh, are, are the same people that are saying that a guy with face paint and a bunch of bull, like a couple of like rhino warrants on his head uh, can overthrow the government. You know, just ask General Milley because he was like crying about the attack on our Constitution and the insurrection of the Capitol building as if somehow that was some monumental thing. Like this 69-year-old walking through the door of the Capitol building with a Capitol Hill police officer holding the door open for her is going to be some threat to American democracy. Give me a break. Yeah, so Biden's treating us like mosquitoes. You know, we've got a nuisance of a mosquito, so get out of cannon. Right. Yeah, and not only that, but it just like, you know, you saw the meme flying around, 275 riots between Antifa and Black Lives Matter alone. And then you got this one uh, rally uh, complaining about election fraud, which obviously is real. And then you have these infiltrators the day before planting some pipe bombs and then the day of organizing their way into, just like Antifa or Black Lives Matter would. I know so many people that were there that day. Nobody went there with the with any idea that this was all going to go down the way it did. It was not a planned insurrection at all and not only that how could it be an insurrection if in the wake of it all they never found one pistol not one gun not one piece of artillery not one how in the world can that be yeah well it's it's a double standard and the way i see it is um they're very strict on us and lenient on them in a way that um, the slightest provocation means uh, too much for them, you know, and they're very good at exaggeration and contrast. You know, like they'll say, oh, they're trying to overthrow the government. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's exaggeration. And, you know, and, and uh, or it's a threat to democracy, you know. Well, they, they want us to look that way. They want us to look bad. And uh, they know what they're doing. They're gaslighting. And they're basically having us, you know, if they can get the argument to where we're defending ourselves from being uh, lunatic, l- lunatics or, or certifiable, they've already won the argument. Because if we're at that point, you know, where we are arguing that we're not insane, we've already lost. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they've well, yeah. they've taken that argument so far down with the gaslighting from mainstream media that we're now defending ourselves uh, when when it really should be the case that they should be defending themselves. Yeah, well, it's it's like this. It's like you're a model citizen, right? 
And I'm a devious criminal. So what I'll do is I'll put you on a guilt trip to make you think about yourself and not ponder about the wrongdoing that I'm doing. You know, you, exactly. you'll just be thinking about, let me just conform and be compliant and be a, a good benefit to society. And then they'll go on, they'll go on to their next crime spree. And, and yesterday I took notes on your, on your show. I mean, that was a lot to unpack there. And uh, I, I was just glad to get a chance to listen to it. So you're touching on some of the things that you talked about yesterday, and that's remarkable. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things. And uh, it was like I was enthused to want to talk to you. And I thought, oh, where can we start? You know, and I had a topic. And then I had another one. I mean, you just sparked my interest in so many directions. And uh, you tell me, I mean, there's uh, uh, like uh, like what happened to Rudy. I don't know if you touched on that today, you know, and, I, and it reminds me of something. So what would you say about that? About Rudy Giuliani? Yeah, because uh, they're saying that he can't defend his client if his client <laughs> is not completely truthful, you know. Yeah, I know. And so... And what happened with Al Gore, his uh, attorney, Boyce, approached the uh, the high court and lied, and nothing happened. So there's a double standard there. And uh, so that means uh, client and attorney privilege, that'd be damned. Oh, I agree 100%. I, I, uh, you know, I think Giuliani has to laugh about it, but yet he has to now defend himself or litigate the issue. And right. it doesn't make any sense. I mean, you know, that's what attorneys do. That's how our justice system is made. I mean, there's so many things that are going on right now with Biden, where if 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 Trump only did these things, you know, Trump kept his hands clean. He kept his hands away from that cookie jar. He didn't get his fingerprints on anything dirty. And he chose not to because he didn't want to end up like Nixon. They were just itching to do that. And I, I'm telling you, the whole reason why Lindsey, Lindsey Graham is a villain. Lindsey Graham played that situation because Lindsey Graham was one of the power brokers in the Senate. And he made a deal with Trump. Basically, trumped up, I mean, fixed, you know, manufactured charges, right? And he exploited that opportunity to say, I'll make sure you're impeached if you don't, you know, maybe hire Christopher Ray, uh, so that he doesn't look into the stuff that I did, right? Because we all know that Lindsey Graham was compromised. And, and I just think there's a lot of that going on across the board. This all stems from the, the attack on Giuliani has, still has a lot to do with the, the BS that was going on in Ukraine. And we have pictures of, you know, Lindsey Graham and John McCain with Poroshenko and Amy Klobuchar uh, on New Year's Eve during Trump's transition of his you know, first term. And um, what I'm saying is, is that there are so many of these little, you know, arm twists and leverage. And they never had leverage on Trump. That was the biggest problem. They didn't have any dirt on Trump. So they had to make it up. They made it up with the Russian hoax. They made it up with the Ukrainian call. And then they basically, as corrupt politicians, decided to act on it one way or the other and get something out, something out of it. And that's what Lindsey Graham did. 
And they're, they're doing that with Giuliani, too. They're trying to actually rough him up to, to basically, if he has to spend all of his days preparing for a bogus uh, case, he can't then investigate a lot of the things that he's still been investigating. You know, because we know Durham's not going to do it. And we know Bill Barr is a fraud. So, yeah, there's um, people that will look out on our, for our own interests. And uh, we would say that Mr. Giuliani is uh, the go-to guy. But this is a good time for him to designate what may be his duty to other people. And then it's harder for them to control because if, if they can target him. But and now they, they have like five, a whole team. It's a little bit more difficult. They don't fit under uh, the uh, t- the umbrella of tyranny. Yeah. Uh, do, do you agree with me in saying that you think that the FBI should be completely dismantled and re- re- something else should replace it? Well, I'm not going to uh, be like uh, some of these devious deep staters that, you know, try to uh, wriggle their way out of a uh, yes or no question like that and say, well, with all due respect, Mr. Adams, um, I don't believe that that kind of characterization resembles what I should answer to. I would say um, I have questions, you know, and I, I would say one of many things. How is it that that kind of um, wrongdoing in the FBI and I and I was saying his role is different. It's not law enforcement. Why did the FBI bestow such an award on a person like uh, Dr. Fauci? Right. That, 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 that's absolutely... You know, you're talking about the FBI uh, awarding Fauci. It was almost unprecedented that they did that for a health official like that. And you, you have to you have to believe that it's it's because I think that there's a lot more going on here. People are getting supported and paid back. They're getting rewarded. They're getting promotions. They're getting ambassadorships. You know, the whole thing that's been going on in the DOJ and the FBI has Eric Holder's fingerprints all over it. Obama uh, fingerprints. What's going on in the Pentagon has has Obama written all over it. What happens, what's been happening in the NSA and the CIA and the FBI, uh, I think that the infiltration is in the body of uh, the worker, the, the, the workforce. Uh, he created a culture of liberal ideas and socialism. You know, you've heard of that group called the Democrat Socialists of America and how the, yeah. and there's been a lot of talk about how they infiltrated uh, these government institutions and they can slow walk things. They can put things in a folder and lose documents and do all kinds of stuff to really change the impact in, uh, of, of an American president if he happens to be of a different political persuasion. And that infrastructure was taken very seriously. I think it's basically how you rig the city of Philadelphia or the city of Detroit or the city of Chicago or the city of L.A. 
you know, there's no way that it's normal that they just vote 85% for the Democrat, no matter who he is, no matter what a scumbag he might be. You know, no matter no matter how great the Republican candidate could be, it's always going to be 85% win for the Democrat. So the, you know, the real election is in the primary. And so it doesn't make any sense there that they got that far of an advantage with policies that most Americans don't even agree with. You know, you, you look at what's going on in California, and that's basically socialism and communism out there. There's no way that they could, you know, that Californians are represented that way. That's not a reflection of Californians, what's being done in Sacramento. Yeah, we can go in-depth about um, both venues. Like uh, in Sacramento, uh, they change uh, appointments for uh, meetings. They have committee meetings behind closed doors. When it's time to object to a bill, they usually say something like, you only get a minute, and whoever they're in support of, they can speak ad nauseum. Right. So there's a complete yeah, so you're onto it. There's a complete disadvantage. And uh, Scott, I think uh, um, Obama, being uh, um, someone who they would they look forward to having, they prepared for him to be in office, and they gave him the largest administration. So they gave him, uh, uh, you could say, a regime large enough to stay long after he was gone. And I think he's still obsessed with uh, uh, the top leadership roles today absolutely i think he's a bit of a megalomaniac you know i think he's he's there's a reason why he didn't didn't go to you know anywhere but dc he's got the mansion in dc and like i say you know um he's working hand in glove with valerie jarrett still and susan rice susan rice is embedded in the administration and valerie jarrett is on all kinds of different boards and it just so happens, just like Hunter Biden was on the board of Burisma acting as a security guard to, you know, Victor Shokin's um, investigation, uh, Valerie Jarrett is sort of like a conduit to globalist ide- ideas and agendas. Because when we get refugees and open borders and I- illegal migrants, they got to actually get a job. And being on the board of something like Lyft, like Valerie Jarrett is, almost acts as a conduit to get these people, you know, through the Underground Railroad, so to speak, as a metaphor, into a work environment to where they can actually pay their bills. And I guarantee you, if you look at a lot of these gig economies, they're lacking scrutiny as to identity uh, of citizenship and stuff like that, uh, to where it becomes this conduit. It's the way people get through our southern border or through the U.N. refugee programs into our country and find all kinds of gig economy employment to where they can make ends meet and vote a certain way uh, for the Democrat socialist agenda. Well, yeah, it sounds uh, complex, but what it is is it's networking, it's a development, Yes, it's Finding ways to vouch for people who aren't qualified to be in the country. That's right. You know, for yeah, for, yeah. For example, I'm a pastor. I'm a clergyman. 
Uh, I'm a nonprofit, one of a few different kinds, and I can uh, organize to bring the person in, and uh, so they work that out, and then the next thing you know, people say, the government is not doing anything about it, but what they've done is created no-bid contracts to these organizations to allow them to conduct this activity. Oh, and they love no big contracts, and they love them like that. You know, that's what the whole CFIUS court was all about. So when Hunter Biden would do something that would require a CFIUS judge, judgment, uh, the people that sat on the CFIUS panel uh, were actually cabinet members of the Obama administration. Like John Kerry, you know, could have actually been a deciding factor for Hunter and Christopher Hines, you know, to do business with China. Now, the benefit of that is that Hunter and Christopher Hines would then have exclusive arrangement where if Don Trump Jr. decided he wanted to get in on the same action, he'd be denied by the CFIUS court, but the CFIUS court would greenlight someone like Hunter. That way, he would be the only one in the world that could actually do that business with China. That way, he could jack up the prices no matter where he wanted them to be. And he would have a monopoly. They love monopolies and they love no bid contracts. And they do it for voting blocks, minorities and whatever, but they do it to ensure support. They buy the votes and they buy them with Republican dollars. That's the part that gets me the most. And they've been doing that with Planned Parenthood. They've been doing that with teachers unions. They do that with all sorts of things. But Frank, you know, thank you so much for weighing in uh, today and calling in and being part of our show. Uh, we're at the end of the show, so we're going to have to go. <laughs> hey, good to be here. Thank you, Scott. All right. Take care, Frank. Take care. Yeah, so Frank is a buddy of mine on uh, Facebook, but I'm off of Facebook for 30 days. So we'll see what happens. Um, I guess I have 29 days to go or 28 days to go. And I don't know. I mean, you can't even think out loud on Facebook without, you know, getting dinged with a suspension. It's just absolutely incredible what that's come to. I guarantee you, I don't know one Democrat. I've spoken to Democrats about the censorship. They're like, I don't know anybody that's gotten suspended. Like, I was speaking to a Democrat friend of mine. Well, what did you do? I'm like, I didn't do anything. It's like, well, that just seems odd because no, I don't know anybody that's gotten suspended. That's what that, that was the answer I got. Think about it. We're living in an alternative universe right now. Anyway, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And my name is Scott Adams. Be sure to check out buglecall.org, magapack.org. Make a donation if you can. And be sure to check out scottadamsshow.com for the latest podcasts. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. But close enough now to see this mess Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper And grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper Just to bury my kids right up to there